Good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Xavi. If you know me, I'm happy you're here. If you don't, I converted a moving truck into a tiny home amidst the pandemic, gave up my place, and hit the road. Starting in Vancouver, I drove to Miami and realized that there was too much adventure not to share. So to fill you in on my journey, the Play On Foundation presents the Two Degrees Podcast. Why two degrees? Because I'm now a snowbird and escaping two degree weather. I built the truck wrong and the majority of the weight is on the passenger side, so we're tilted at two degrees. But also, I'm going to catch up with industry professionals who I'm glad to call friends and bring you two degrees of separation away from them and what they do. So, welcome to the Two Degrees Podcast, brought to you by the Playon Foundation for Neurological Research and Brain Aneurysm Detection and Prevention. To learn more about the Playon Foundation, check out www.letsplayon.org. But for now, enjoy the show. But first, a quick word. Do you like mangoes? <laughs> of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit, illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Two Degrees Podcast, brought to you by the Play On Foundation. And here today, we got someone special for you because... He goes by many names, but at the same time, you know him from just rapping and then his freestyling and his music. But lately, he is trying to go toe-to-toe with The Rock, with Terramana Tequila and Ryan Reynolds and his aviation gin. Because everybody right now, we got Dubs Priceless with his... <laughs> his Moscato. Oh my goodness. The, right now, I'm showing you the rose. Okay. If you want to see the Moscato? I'll show you the Moscato. You know, you know sooner or later, there's going to be a line of everything, but right now, I'm going to show you the This is the Moscato, the 50% Moscato. That's the, that's the flagship. <laughs> flagship. And this right here is the new baby. I ain't got kids yet or anything. So, you know, I look at these like, like, and my kids, so you know, I got my firstborn in the spado, and I got you know my newborn, my rose. Thirteen percent, amazing. Prestige, prestige, priceless. What's prestige, priceless? That's exactly okay. what I'll be sipping on with this, this conversation. With you. <laughs> Yo, when are Nothing. you shipping me a box? Ship it to California. It'll meet me in California. Is right where now, you're headed right now? Okay. Yeah, right now we are in, I, I don't even know where we are right now, but it's somewhere between um, El Paso and Junction in Texas. We just pulled over to the side. Right now we're boondocking. Um, 
hopefully everything's all right. I don't know if it's legal, but man, now I oh I know what to toast you with. <laughs> you don't even have to toast. You're on roll, like you're in your little compartment. Some uh, sweet tea from Lum's Barbecue. <laughs> Enjoy the beverage with me, kid. Yo. <laughs> I gotta say the best brisket I had at Lums. So if you're ever in Junction, Texas, man, Texas knows how to barbecue. I'll give them. That's why I'm Uh, interested. That's why I want to go to Memphis. mm. Or Memphis has some good barbecue too. Damn, where where is Memphis? We didn't pass by Memphis. We didn't pass by Tennessee. Did we pass by Tennessee? Tennessee. I don't think we passed by Tennessee, but. the crawfish in Louisiana, like that, man, like they say America has no culture in terms of like <laughs> race or whatever, but they do. If they embrace the foods that it's they true. have, man, it's true. Cause like at the end of the day, American is a cuisine. It is hamburgers, pizza. No, pizza's Italian, but hamburgers, um, <laughs> uh, <What>? French fries. <laughs> like American. You can't even say French fries because Canada takes French fries. Like we got, we got our poutine too, so we know how to, we know how to spice up our our potatoes. <laughs> so it's like we we got we got the the right stuff. But, like, American cuisine is, is you just... Because, like, you don't think Creole when you think American. Oh. And then if you want to think barbecue, like, for me personally, if I'm going to think sausages and stuff, I'll think Germany first before I'll think the sausages they have over here. Really? But that brisket was something else, man. That smoke ring, that... <laughs> man, like, I, I, I just... I need to hey, know I need to... You know it's popping when you can taste like smoke on it. Like taste how long they had it just tender. It it melted. <laughs> I put it, like, I put it in my mouth and it just melted. That's just uh, the, the meat. Just <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna pause that. You can you could take that to the grave with you. I don't, like that's. that's you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yo. Nothing that, that, had that made me that made me feel away. Nothing <laughs> day I had a. Steak, that's another thing too. Like I wanted to try the steak out here, but like the steak in in um, Alberta is also top class as well. Just because that's the that's our Midwest, if you think about it. Yeah. But Dubs, Dubs, priceless. Before we get into that, um, where did the name Dubs come from? Funny. Because I was just I was I was thinking today I was like um. Yeah, um, Monique asked me, she's like, oh, who are you interviewing today? And I was like, uh, Dubs. And it's like, what's his, what's his real name? Chris. <laughs> I <laughs> and, and that's the thing where it's like, do people call you Chris or Christopher when they're being formal with you? So it's like, where did, where, I don't even want to know, where did Dubs come from? They call me Dubs. Like I feel like that's my formal name. I feel like people didn't even <laughs> like in high school. I went to Lieberman. Yeah. Funny because yo, when I right, 
grade nine, they used to call me Doughboy. That's my okay. original name. Everybody used to call me Doughboy. And then eventually it started to shorten and then it started calling me Dubs from it. But it all originated from Doughboy. Then it started from Dubs because a lot of people, and especially my figure, my figure, I was really, I still am, big guy. I'm athletic, so you would never expect that. Mm-hmm. So I always looked like I was rolling on Dubs. <laughs> That's funny. Doughboy. I would have never thought of that. I would. I thought yeah. it's just like, oh, this guy, it's it's from, he likes to make radio dubs for like DJs and, and dub plates. That's that's why they call him dubs. <laughs> Crazy. All right. But you got dubs. And then from dubs, we, we added the last name, Priceless. Yeah, that's. Where'd that old, come from? As I started getting as I started getting older, my life started getting a little more, you know, a little more lavish than you know, a little more. <laughs> I was standing out a bit, you know. <laughs> I have one of a kind personality. Some might say that it might be a tad bit priceless, so you know. <laughs> this guy, this guy's trying to drop some bars right now. Like, so now what? and then came dubs priceless, and then came music for you. What set apart, I guess, in terms of all the arts that you could have chose from? Because you also write. And so you do have your rappers out there who don't write their own stuff, but you write your own stuff. So why didn't it just stop at writing? Why did you also step into the booth? What happened? All right. So I started making music a long time ago. And when I started making music, it originated from college. So... It's funny because at college, I started and it was actually just a hobby. Like in college, I was playing basketball. So there's only so much you can do. There's only so much basketball and partying you could do. I didn't really do that much schoolwork, but you know what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I eventually got my advertising and uh, marketing degree. But um, there's only so much you can do when you're away in Kingston, Ontario. It's not, not much. So eventually I got sick of playing video games. I started listening to instrumentals. Mm. I started writing to these instrumentals when I was bored. And then eventually, which everyone knows, Sky High, that's the first song I ever Mm. wrote, basically. And a full song that I wrote. And that was written in my Kingston apartment. College. Have I heard the original Sky High? Or was it yeah. just the remix that got pushed? Nah, there's original. The original's the one that everyone, not a lot of people have the remix. Because, like, um, whenever I think Sky High, all I think of is the intro. Yeah. Dubs. Legendary stuff. He had to do the <laughs> remix. <laughs> it's legendary. Everyone loved that whole song. The song was so good that uh, it was granted a remix. You don't really hmm. remix songs that aren't good, so... Yeah, yeah, the original's out there. You can YouTube it; still, it's still up. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where my whole crafting thing started from. Just writing my hobby, and eventually, yeah. just writing. You try different instrumentals, different tempo, like, mm. and you eventually notice you, know, you start having fun. Now, and all that turns into making hooks, and it's all just. I'm curious to know where your sound came from because especially when it comes to um 
the guys like you, Quinto, Kid, Jay Wah, like you guys don't sound like Toronto rappers. Mm. There's a cliche sound when it comes to being a rapper from Toronto. Yeah. Each of you guys have your own individual sound, but yours in particular, what inspired your sound? Oh, growing up, it's funny. I didn't really listen to rap. Hmm. Oh, well, I grew up listening to, I have an older sister that listens to a lot of me, a lot of Aaliyah, Early Destiny's Child, Mary J. Blige. Hmm. That's what she was playing. And that was like, what I'm hearing when she's in the shower, playing music while she's cleaning. Like, that's what I'm hearing she's playing. But who I spent most of my time with was my pops. Hmm. And my pops played nothing but dance hall and lovers rock reggae. <laughs> so I grew up listening to R&B and dance hall and lovers rock reggae. Like, hmm. That's all I used to play. We'd go on road trips when I was playing basketball. That's all you play. Playing yeah. Stone Love. All I'd be playing. He'd be in the basement just having a whole reason, holding a vibe. Kitchen would be shaking, just playing lovers rock in the basement. So, you know, mm. my love for music came from him. It's just strictly from like roots reggae. Sick. Now, what do you think it is about reggae that Toronto just does it different? Toronto introduces reggae to hip-hop in such a different way. What do you think is, is it? Like, is, is, there, is there just a different type of reggae culture in Toronto that is nowhere else in North America? Oh, I just think that culture out here is just a whole lot of... What's crazy about it is that you can get a little bit of everything here. That's what makes Toronto such a... A crazy like, place. Mm. So many people from different places, and especially with the Jamaicans out here, like you have a whole trip dedicated to Jamaicans with Eglinton West. Yeah. That sound is what derives from a lot of stuff. Mm. I always found that interesting where it's just like you have you'll have American songs where they'll try and incorporate a rhythm or something, but it's like it's so cliche and then you give it to a Toronto guy and it just flows so so much smoother in that and then it's like and then if it's not Sean Paul it just doesn't seem to catch the, the <laughs> airwaves where it's just like it's 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 hard to pick up and then every now and then you'll get like a gem like Cardinal coming out yeah and rep it it's hard. The, they don't they really don't get it until other people really get it. So that's where you kind of just have to build your own lane. Like, mm. Never really aspire to sound like anyone anyway, right? It's, you should yeah. just have your own sound. Yeah. So crazy. So like I make music and I rap, but like I never grew up listening to rap mm. in reggae. So probably why it sounds a bit different when I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna throw back to a memory real quick to see because like I was thinking about this earlier, and I just couldn't seem to remember. But what was the song that we at the karaoke bar in LA? Uh, yo, you want to know something really funny? <laughs> it's, it's funny because not even thinking about you, mm. I was thinking about LA that that one trip today. You know why? Mm. I was watching Insecure, and the <laughs> the skin dude from Insecure was in that karaoke bar. 
<laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was watching. I'm like, oh shit! Like last time I was, I was in the karaoke bar, and he was like on road in L.A. Yes, and it's okay. funny, and that was the same karaoke bar that you're talking about right now. I don't remember what song, what song we do, but we we shelled it. Come on, we like, shelled it. Yo, <laughs> they will never know that we did karaoke in LA, Man. <laughs> and we shelled down the place. Like, yo. I gotta, I gotta find out what song it was, cause like, right now we're just road tripping, and and it's just all playlists of just bangers, songs that you'd sing in the shower. And it's just old school R&B, hip hop, to Red Hot Chili Peppers, to Hotel California. And it's like, but what was that one song that just shelled down this random hip hop karaoke joint? And I can't for the life of me remember. But the reason why I throw back to L.A. is because I also want to touch base on, on this comparison that you and Kid made that I couldn't quite remember, but what was that analogy of the chef and the scientist? Or was it, am I getting that right? Nah, so we go by the chemist and the cook. Chemist and the cook, okay. Chemist and the cook. Fill me in. He is the chemist. And we call him the chemist because what he does is he builds the beats. He gets all my crazy ideas. Hmm. So I'm the crazy one. I don't believe in structure that much and whatever I feel is what we do. So yeah, he's really good at uh, taking my wild ideas and like, you know, filtering them. <laughs> so that's very chemistry. So that's why he's the chemist. I get the hook and I'll do all the hooks and the melodies. So, you know, that all works. So what we call me the cook. Which is crazy. We spell it K and C. So he's the chemist with the K because his first name is Chris uh-huh. with a K. And I'm the cook with the C. Mm. So you know, yeah, D. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone as far as it was deep, but uh, no, yeah, I get it. I get come it. on, come <laughs> on, the chemist and the cook. No, come but like, I, I like, I like that analogy. Do you think there, can you compare any other um collaborations in the industry where you can point out a chemist and a cook timbo and missy mm. Who's who? timbo would definitely be the chemist and okay. missy would definitely be the cook mm. yeah that's a dope comparison i like that it's very unorthodox all we need is an aliyah Hmm. We're hmm. out of here, so you know. Damn. You know any Aliyahs out there? Anyone that wants to sing, and any aspiring singers that want to take on a role of aspiring Timbo and aspiring Missy, like let us know. We can hmm. work. We can cook. I tried. Did I try to hook you guys up with a singer? And these singers nowadays, man, they're not really serious, man. Damn. No, I feel that. I feel that. So then, now you got music. And in my opinion, you are one of the dopest with your sound, your individuality when it comes to your bars. Now, but where did where did the the desire to get into wine come into play? How did where like I'm I'm still confused about this. Where all of a sudden it's like because I want to say especially 
with that circle where it's like you, Monster, Quinto also falls into that where it's like you guys have these endeavors that just come out of nowhere. Like <laughs> the other thing that pops in my head is is Mandem Monopoly. That's a it's an amazing idea. Like it's a like, soul pocket. Like it's genius. So like <laughs> where did where did prestige priceless come from? All right, so it all stemmed during the quarantine. Hmm. So during the quarantine now, honestly, like, I'm not really a drinker that much. But during the quarantine, I noticed that, like, honestly, I just started drinking. And I'm like, you don't even drink that much. But I started drinking. So at first, I was, honestly, me and, me and my guy, Petey, were kicking it a lot. And that's the Henny God. So hmm. this guy was just bottles of Henny every day. We're drinking Henny, Henny, Henny. I'm like, bro. I keep drinking this henny. Hmm. Can't drink like that no more. <laughs> it's like, all right. So eventually, sorry. That's the that, that's the landline. That I even that's know. The business I'm line? That's the bat phone? <laughs> that's the that's the landline. <laughs> when but, was um, the last time you answered a landline call? That's like answering your doorbell. <laughs> it's just certain things that we don't do anymore. <laughs> You don't answer your doorbell no more unless someone calls you to be like, yo, I'm outside. If you just ran my doorbell, I think you're Jehovah's Witness. Oh, man. <laughs> have, you, have you ever, like, went toe-to-toe with, with a Jehovah's Witness person? One time I was smoking in my garage and they knocked my door and they said, excuse me, sir. <laughs> so I'm kind of busy right now. <laughs> whole lot of sinning going on in here. <laughs> You should probably come back another time when I'm not smoking. <laughs> you should, I'm curious though, what would have happened if like you invited them in? It's like, yo, you've been on your feet all day. <laughs> like, this is this is natural. Jesus, Jesus would have. <laughs> that, you know? that time where I tried to convert the, the Jehovah Witness to go green. <laughs> Jarostify witness. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, drinking a whole lot of heady during the time. And I'm like, yo, honestly, man, like I'm not even feel like this anymore. Like I'm not trying to wake up with a hangover. Like mm. it burns when I drink it. Like I'm not built for this anymore. So I'm any, like, any meant for the club though. That's not like a, I'm just gonna be at home and watch Netflix. I'm built for that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I started experimenting with wine. So I started drinking a whole bunch of Moscatos. Mm. I started going to LCB and just picking up bottles of Moscato, drinking Moscatoes, you know, it tastes good. So I enjoyed the, you know, I enjoyed Moscatoes. Can't lie. So one day I was sitting in my garage now and I had like four different bottles of Moscato, all different brands. Mm. I know jack shit about wine. Well, I just know I have four different wine bottles that I just went to the LCB and I'm like, you know what, that looks pretty that one looks all right. I might try that one. Like, you know, just out a hunch. Barefoot? Oh, I'm going to try the barefoot. <laughs> so, so one that's in at least four different bottles, I'm like, you know what? I'm here spending my money on all these different wines, and I don't know what Jack should have bought these guys. I'm just going off presentation. I'm like, yo, why can't I do that? <laughs> I'm like, I can make one. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair, man. That's fair. I can do this. And that's exactly how this idea started. And then I started engulfing myself in the wine culture. I started doing my research. And I'm just like, yo, this is something I could get into. And one thing turned to another. 
and it turned into a branding, then it turned to everything, and then it turned into what we're looking at today. <laughs> the end result, <laughs> the prestige priceless gift box. Get two wines in a box. So how involved are you then with like the recipe, with picking the grapes, with yeah. acquiring the winery, I guess, and the barreling? Like talk to me about like the ground floor. Okay, so I do have somebody that I call Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Heisenberg, we're pick and roll. So that we go mm-hmm. talk, we have a long talk time like, sometimes, you know. Just do I know Heisenberg? Nobody knows Heisenberg. Come on. <laughs> so we have long conversations. So I tell him my vision. I let him know exactly what I need, what it needs to taste like. I told him, especially with the Moscato, when we're starting the Moscato, mm-hmm. what makes my Moscato different from other brands is that a lot of Moscatos are tend to be extremely sweet. Mm-hmm. I noticed when I was drinking the Moscatos too, I didn't like when it was too sweet. I noticed that it was kind of giving me a headache. I'm like, yo, how can we make a Moscato that is not super sweet, but based it on the flavor of the grape that we use. We got to cooking and we we finally found a blend. And I also noticed when I was drinking my wine that a lot of these Moscatos on the market, they only were like 3%, 5%. And me as a big man, if I'm drinking Moscato, I'm gonna have to drink like five bottles to get drunk, feel something. That Moscato is not really doing anything. So what makes my Moscato a little different than others that I am 13%. Hmm. So if you drink one bottle of the Moscato, you know, go go feel a little bit. Yeah. You know, you feel a little bit. So. Now- and we'll be right back after this short message. But in the meantime, don't forget to connect with us on our Instagram at playon2013 and tell us what you think about the show. Do you like mangoes? (laughs) Of course you do. And if you don't, well, I'm sure there's a high chance you might know someone who does. Well, the Two Degrees Podcast is sponsored by Peeled Fruit. No, not just random fruit that's been peeled, but the children's book about a mother's love language of peeling mango for her baby. Available for delivery on bookbaby.com, bookshop.org, Barnes & Noble, Powell's, and Amazon, just to name a few of the retailers. It even ships worldwide. Check out at Peeled Fruit Book on Instagram for more information on how to get your copy of this heartwarming story. Peeled Fruit, illustrated by Rhoda Domingo. Now, back to the show. Let's say this was like a, a wine tasting mm-hmm. and you got 40-year-old white women ready to try your drink. How would you like set this drink up? What would you what what would the description be? It would be for someone that's a little edgier. You know, if you're tired of the tired of the normal and you wanted to be, because I spent the prestigious prices just fermented in the finest of grapes. But if you wanted to taste something, <laughs> if you wanted to taste something that's different than others in the market, then, and especially, and if you're 40, like you just want to chill. You've seen it all. <laughs> you said, so you know why not relax with a bottle? <laughs> now, how would you say like your? Because you said you went to school for advertising and marketing. 
Yeah. Have you put any of that to use when it comes to pushing the brand here? Uh, it's funny because, yo, I don't notice how much stuff that I use in, in the advertising and marketing stuff. I use that stuff in like everyday life. It's not even just when it comes mm-hmm. to branding of my market. Like I look at myself exactly as a brand myself. But if I apply what I've learned that course is just who I am as a person and that helps me out as a brand as a person you know yeah so I use that in my everyday life it's actually crazy but some of the stuff that I learned in advertising and market I'll be just going through my everyday life like ah oh, I gotta like understand my target market or like our point in this and then I like oh shit I forgot that I learned this back in the day that's what's in hmm. right now for the marketing aspect then what is what would it take to take to bring um prestige into the next tier like what is it that what can push it what are you looking for what's what's the goal i think eventually like i would like eventually like to see it in the lcbo's and you know a lot mm-hmm. amongst the amongst the competitors you know at the end of the day like someone as an entrepreneur you'd always want to see yourself stacked up against the best them right so like one day i eventually hope to see it in a line with the different moscatos of the, the different roses of the game right now i just enjoy being an entity you know i enjoy being prestigious brand from toronto like you know i noticed that like you can't really get belly rose out here hmm. in toronto you can go to the states to get belly rose so yeah if you're american and you want to try this prestige you gotta come out here and try it right now so you know i i enjoy being the exclusive one the one of one the prestige mm-hmm. of it right now so you know that's what i'm gonna kick out of it right now and just you know i'm enjoying building the brand and just taking the lumps and just mm-hmm. going through the stages of it you know no one's gonna be perfect over and i'm learning that, you know but i'm enjoying the ride yeah so then in order to get it people just need to order it directly from you yeah, just to, directly through me. You can hit me through my, I uh, got a spot, a uh, Shopify, prestige.priceless. You can order bottles from there. You can hit me up on Instagram. Hmm. It's very hands-on, you know, and that's basically, I feel like that's the best way to build the brand right now. Don't just be a very hands-on, shake and hands and kiss you babies. you ship all across North America? Right now, I'm just doing um the GTA. Okay. Canada and Toronto. So I'm just doing Toronto, basically. Wait, you lost me. <laughs> GTA, Canada, Toronto. What is Yeah, I'm just doing the GTA in Toronto right now. Gotcha. Great Toronto. Man, I still want to try this because I've always been a fan of Moscato. I talk behind the scene. I can, I can, I can sort that out for you and I got you. But for now, I'm just, you know. I need to figure you're, out like, a, what do you call it? Like a, a mailing address. <laughs> right, you're, you're nomadic right now. Oh, I know, like, <laughs> uh, like. We're driving today, and today was the first time we pulled into, um, no, last night. So we pulled into a rest area. Yo, you know how in Canada you have those rest areas, like trucks mm-hmm. can pull over on. In the states, you got full on like mini campgrounds, if you will. Like you pull off so much space. There was like plugs and outlets we could put the generator into, and so we were able to have power. Um, overnight and then we drove off stopped over in another rest area and like we were able to refill on water there and I was like yo this is 
I'm just I'm I'm just living right now, just trying to get by and just all 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 what I need is just one rust stop away and it's like it's it's just I don't know, it's it's just taking care of a lot more in the States. Yeah. I feel like if I was to do this in Canada it'd be a lot harder. But a hassle. I don't know, this is Hopefully something something lands and I get cast in something down here and I can just stay in the hot weather as long as I can. Cause like your journey is different right now. So whatever's coming for you is definitely coming for you just now. So like Yeah. Ugh. Just bear with it. How you been, man? Fill me in on what's going on in the world of dubs priceless. Regardless of the the wine, like especially now that you know that it's um Christmas time holidays so a lot of people are just um getting their orders in you know mm-hmm. what better way to get an order you just everybody drinks wine so you know and especially that it comes in this uh beautiful magnificent <laughs> kiss that, like, so easy to wrap like you just wrap this up you open it up like oh you're like oh what is this a console like a playstation in this like now you can get a nice little gift box you know so you know here. <laughs> all about presentation. I didn't even know a little baby was in here just holding you. Know, like, <laughs> all, about, all about presentation. So, you know, like a lot of people, I'm just dealing with a lot of that. Like a lot of orders are coming in. I'm just who's, whose up. idea was the was the alligator skin box? Come on, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this guy, I can see you in like a, presenting that on stage, but then you coming out in a full alligator suit just to be as Jamaican just, as you possibly can. <laughs> you, know, you already know the square front boots are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who was it? Who was, who's the artist? Bunna square. What is it? Bunna type hats and a square front shoe? Square front shoes? Yeah. I'm coming out with square front shoes. Gators. Jeez. That's fresh. <laughs> That's fresh. Monique got me some uh, cowboy boots that were square front, and I'm like, yeah. These can yeah. be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man dubs so good to see you so good to hear from you man yeah man is there any music coming out soon yeah man i got a whole bunch of stuff in the works right now i've been writing for some artists so you should be able to come hear that soon i'm not gonna pose some new, new upcoming artists that got some new stuff in the works kid producing mm. we're writing together so it's a lot of interesting stuff, man. Are you allowed to tease, tease any of the, the new talent? No, nah, I don't really want to get that out of the work because we're still working on some other stuff behind the scenes. But okay. sooner or later, you're going to hear that. Hmm. You guys might be surprised, but you know, I, I, was, I always keep an idea tough. You know, that's one thing about me. Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Now, with music, as a fan of your music, I have to ask. Are we going to expect any more young veteran stuff? <laughs> Crazy how old are we at? Like, I'm making wine now. Kids are producing more <laughs> for other artists. Alex is a movie star, like, yeah. you know? So, like, we're going to give you something, but it's, like, in the works of, like, you know, like, when we're all in the right space right now, hmm. we can get you something. Because you guys, you guys still have, like, you guys have unreleased stuff though, right? Just sitting sure. stuff. Yeah. For sure, for sure, Man, for sure. I just want to hear some more. For sure. Stuff. 
sure for sure but you know what that is that it kind of builds the anticipation like mm. it feels like you know they're gonna when we are ready to give you something like you know you guys been waiting because that first project was crazy y'all just gave him 2005 and just said nope we're gonna we're gonna we end on a high a <laughs> ah, we're gonna we gotta wait for a bit but trust me what you when you're ready to hear what we got I just, oh, man i just remember just like giving everybody the call it's like i want to get the band back together again <laughs> it's like your uh, idea you sparked five and that's a uh, that's always gonna be out there hmm. always gonna be on records on made a full project like no matter what no matter how old we get we're gonna be able to go on spotify or any any type of platform and type in that 2005 yb and it's gonna be yeah we did <laughs> i'm just i'm i'm just going on like i'm putting together little projects here and there and i'm just dropping in little yv music one because it's dope too because y'all ain't gonna charge me for that so <laughs> i'll market you guys in in these, in these short videos <laughs> i'm forever gonna be plugging you guys hopefully right. one of these days is one of it hits and, and the band just has to get back together again right I'll here. <laughs> y'all should just come out with like christmas music yo that's what you want to hear that thing, that's just, yo because then It'll get replayed every year. We need hip hop Christmas music. I'm just saying, just saying. I'm the yeah. ideas guy. You know this. <laughs> that is a good idea. That is a good idea. Nobody listens. Cause I was talking to kid too. I was like, yo, man's need a birthday song. Cause it doesn't that matter. Because is- those are the things that get looped. And then as soon as like a rapper drops out because of allegations. There goes two step with R. Kelly. No, can't play that no more. Even if it's your birthday. Sorry. Nope. I don't even think you can say his name. You gotta say Robert. <laughs> Robert K. <laughs> I don't even his name. Dang. It's just wild though when it when it comes to that where it's just like it's just that constant discussion of separating the artist from the art and it's like doesn't that make everybody an accomplice in a sense because it's like we're all listening to the music back in the day and then we were enjoying it with without so, well that is until you you finally know the the true faces of a real person all right yeah then like doesn't that mean you need to yourself go into some kind of Repentance no. for actually no, enjoying it. We were fooled too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then that's our sin, then. That's our sin. <laughs> we allowed ourselves to get fooled and we have to go to confession for that. Man, it's just no, like, I don't agree with that. Like, I, I'm the victim. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so before we end this off, I wanna I wanna dive into some mental health with you. How's how's your mental? How do you how are you keeping sane? Question. How am I keeping sane? You know what? Lately I've been working with a lot of youth. Hmm. Um 
and coaching basketball. Oh, I was going to say, what, you got them making your wine? Just a bunch of kids. <laughs> no, nah, I don't have a whole grapes. bunch of kids doing, doing the healing toe and do the Harlem shake on wine. No. <laughs> I've been coaching. And I've and been they, coaching only, they only get to listen to your music while they do this. <laughs> the Dose Presley sweatshirt. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, lately I've been working with a lot of kids and I noticed that like, it's kind of fulfilling, you know, especially like. Didn't you? Didn't you just get um like a a coaching position? Yeah, so I've been coaching basketball lately, and you know, like kind of fulfilling when I'm able to give back. And a lot of these kids, and it's high school too, so like, you know, I'm not I'm not old, older than them, but I'm not old, so I'm able to kind of like relate with these guys. So they look at me as like kind of like an older bro, like you know, not like a, a, a authority figure. You know, they come to me as advice, and you know, like. I'm able to reason with these guys. So it's like, I know what these guys are going through because you know, I was just there. So, you know, if I can steer them in a different way other than like, you know, where I went wrong. Or if you listen to me, you can make a different move and put in a different result than happened for me. Hmm. I just noticed this kind of, another other day I noticed, yo, kid hit me up in my inbox. Like, yo, I want to, I want to thank you, coach, for just always pushing me and, you know, always just being down my back just to be a better person. And it hit me, I'm like, yo, I'm like, damn, like, I didn't even, like, when I started doing this, like, I didn't even think that I was going to impact kids like that. I was just hmm. doing it for, like, you know, helping out a friend, but, like, who knows? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do, just take it kind of seriously because you never know what impact you can have or you never know who's watching. Hmm. So you never know what could come out of an opportunity. So, you know, you just do stuff with uh, reason. That's dope, man. So with that, what was ball like for you growing up? How was that? Oh, man, that was, my, that was my first love. Like, that's what my pops put me in first. Like, that's where all the road trips would come. Like, he would drive me around everywhere, like, and for Scarborough Blues at a, at a young age, playing with Corey and DeVoe, like, he was my first love, like, you know. But dope that I can eventually kind of give back from what I learned. So, it's interesting. Hmm. These kids can say the darnest thing. So, <laughs> crazy give, give me uh, an I can't. Or like a fun moment. Uh, that, not every day. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to expose these kids, but every day I find a reason to be like, am I going to be righteous or ratchet? <laughs> some of these kids say some crazy stuff, and I'm just thinking, I'm just like, you can't be saying all that craziness anymore. Like, <laughs> give me, give me one. Then, then let's go in a different direction. But like, give me one moment where it was like a, where it was like a, a Disney ending moment where I was like, where you could, you could sit back on the sideline and just be like. Just watching these kids develop as like men and like basketball players, like seeing these kids like is this something so so like small, but like the other day I walked in the gym and like they were dunking. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember when I first came to this program and like I seen them struggle to like touch the mesh. <laughs> now they're dunking with authority. So I'm just like, okay, like getting better. So you know, yeah. they're Damn, what's your opinion on the development or the evolution of the game in terms of everybody is kind of an all-around player now? I mean, 
I don't mind it. I think just just like with everything, like eventually everything is gonna change with time. Mm. But nothing is gonna stay the same. Fads go and come back and eventually things that were popping back then are not gonna be popping, but guess what? They're gonna come back. Exactly like the game of basketball. So what's everyone shooting three pointers now and the game's adjusting. It's just gonna take that one shack like figure to come mm. back and dominate the game in the post, and everyone's going to be like, you know what? Maybe we need to go back in the post. But it's just mm. generational. That's just how things go. It just goes with yeah. the time. No, I just I love it. Yeah, man. It's just, just, just how this life. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's interesting, because it's like, I, I would have never thought that, that it would, it would circle back around. I just, I figured, like, you'd have to master every position now if you're going to try to even step into the game or how you how you do hmm. that's exactly what you do you have to be versatile in every single spot like you gotta yeah. play one like you don't even really have centers anymore but that's what i'm saying it's gonna take one day for someone to be an extremely dominant center to go in the post again and yeah post up and dominate and they're like okay like oh we forgot this so you you genuinely believe it's gonna go back to like you're gonna need to be a master at one position no, I don't think it'll ever go back to that. Mm. But I think that some of the positions are kind of dead. But like, eventually, you'll be like a dominant player that will change the game. I think not necessarily in a position. Like a lot of people are shooting threes now. Like you have to shoot a three. If you can't shoot a three, like run for. Mm. But eventually, there'll be a good dominant post player, and he'll have his footwork right and you forty points in the in the post with no three point and. The game will change. People will be like, you know what? Like, we need to go back to the shack, or you know, you need to. We need to look more in the post for mm. a lot of post touches. In. Yeah, and we'll go back to the mid range. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Do you think any of your kids have potential for that in terms of being the next dominant player? I've seen a couple of people throughout the program that have a lot of potential, but. but Notice a, one thing I notice a lot about basketball is not really what you think right now. It's just like how much you keep playing. Hmm. A lot of these kids, like even from when I was growing up, like stop playing after a certain while or they just lose focus. It's like, as long as these kids, because there's so much avenues and rules, like there's so much lanes to play basketball now that will feed your family, that will feed you, that will. Yeah that we didn't even we didn't even think of back then so there's just so much opportunity now so it's like if you really want to play basketball like there's absolutely nothing that should stop do you have any kids there that are showing interest in other things like you have you have a really dope center but then he's like yo i just want to be a astrophysicist yeah i do but like they're at that weird age where i think that your parents are pretty influential too, so I feel like some of them are just kind of like doing this to appease their parents or their mom. But there are people that I see that show interest in a whole a whole other stuff. Damn. But it takes time. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with playing basketball till you find. Like I was in college, I was on a scholarship in basketball till I wrote my first run in my my college apartment. So like, it takes time. Yeah. It's basketball until you know. It's ready. What was, to get what was the that. what was the turning point for you? Where like, eh, maybe not, maybe not basketball, but something else. College, 
And I was like running hard in practice and my knees were hurting me. And I was just like, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For me, like I was doing really well in hockey. And then one year just came around where everybody else grew and I was the shortest person on the ice. And there's only so much finessing you can do on the ice when it just takes one big six foot guy just to pin you against the board and just be like, oh, all right. I forgot. This is this is physical. Okay, cool. So it's like, oh, it's just one of those funny things where I always think about where, especially when it comes to basketball, that stereotype of, oh, you're six foot. You play jumping sports. Right, because <laughs> like I remember Avril used to talk about it too, where she's just like she gets really annoyed when people ask her like what sport she plays. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Avril's six seven, so yeah, <laughs> she she should have played a jumping. <laughs> oh man, um, I've never done this before, but just because I haven't build this in in a while it's like a, a daily journal thing i just want to ask you a few questions just to catch up and and see what somebody else would put in these spots but on this date the question is <clears throat> what was the last risk you took the last risk i took <sighs> i feel like this thing mm. To invest my time, my own money, my vanity, <laughs> like yo, <laughs> just in just the belief for it's like you know, like if I one hundred percent believe in something that I really see in my vision, like am I is it gonna map out? Hmm. Trust your vision, trust your gut. You're enjoying what you're enjoying enjoy. so far. Oh yeah, I'm enjoying. One thing you've learned in it that's like you didn't consider when you first signed up for it? What's something I learned during this whole mind journey? Yeah. Uh, inventory. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, um, especially when you're doing this thing by yourself and like, it's like, yo, when I first started, like I didn't really make a lot of batches in the wine. So only came out with like a certain amount, and I'm just like, yo, everybody, I'm selling wine, and then like, two days later, I was just like, oh shit, like I don't really have any wine left. Everyone hit me up, and like, yo, you want wine now? I was just like, ah. So what's <laughs> so, what's like, the turnaround like? So let's say from when you say you want to make a bottle, how long does it take you to make a bottle? From my um, I like to go around a, a little five week process. Let's get this uh, oh. dioxa, yeah. So, you know yeah makes sense so is is your your house now like a, a storage partial yeah. storage that's funny definitely that's is funny. <laughs> all right next question funny. what five words describe your current mood what five words describe my current mood wow um Five words that describe my current mood. (laughs) 
I am really about winning. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> like, yo, I'm really about my craft. I'm really about my in the, mm-hmm. who I am as a person right now and what I'm on. So I really about winning. I feel that. I feel that. And last question to wrap up. Oh, you froze. You there? Cool. Uh, <laughs> what would you like your epitaph to read? What would I like my your epitaph, your your tombstone? What would I like my tombstone to read? I haven't even thought about that yet. What kind of crazy crazy question is that? Hey, I have not get, thought about my demise yet. Introspective. <laughs> That's what's happening here. You want me to think of my demise? I haven't thought of my demise yet, but not so much your I demise, like, but the legacy that you're gonna leave. Let's think of it that way. I like to think of myself as um people person so like if you really know who i am as a person and you're able to encounter like any if you're encounter my space and just you'd have to really know that i'm an extremely positive person and like we've we've shared laughs you just know i'm extremely genuine and i just mean good so like if i was able to encounter you in any way and just know that i'm a genuine person and if that tombstone was supposed to read anything just Make sure that it read like ah, I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know. This is a crazy question. Uh, Let that tombstone read. Shubs priceless. I hope I affected your life positively. <laughs> yeah, like did we have did we share a laugh? Hmm. <laughs> throw the question back at them, just like. <laughs> I don't know what it should did, say, but what do you think? Did we have fun? <laughs> that was precious. Did we have fun? Did we have fun? I like that. I like that. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody that you encounter and everybody that will come visit you would answer that question with, with a definite yes. Facts. But Mr. Priceless, Mr. Dubs, Mr. Government, insert government name here. Um, this was amazing having you on and so dope hearing about Prestige Priceless and I'm so excited to try your beverages. Hopefully I'm still drinking by then because like I'm also having like thoughts of sobriety. They're just like when when would when would that kick in? Because I always feel like probably wasn't the best podcast to do that. Oh, but because um, you're also affected by it, um, I guess this should, would also be a fun question for you because um, with this podcast, it's also pushing um, the agenda for this podcast to push on uh, the Play On Foundation as well because to bring awareness to that. And Nate was a big influence on your life as well. So I guess what's what's one thing that you would tell Nate today if uh he was around I bet you didn't know I'd be selling wine hey. <laughs> <laughs> no I love that I love that and he'd probably be repping that hard too he'd be all over that doesn't uh, but Dubs Priceless, everybody watching yes, out there. Sir. This is the Two Degrees Podcast brought to you by 
the Play On Foundation, and it was a pleasure having you on, and I wish you all the best with sure. your wine, with your art, with music. Can't wait to hear what you have in store. Everybody check out the link in the description if you are in the GTA, or maybe he'll make an exception and send you some cross-country, but Prestige Priceless Rosé, that's what it's all about. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace. That. Thank you all for tuning in. Artwork by Monique Lizardo. Music by Cade Cole. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, tag us. Whatever all the fun things people do when they like something. But most importantly, check out www.letsplayon.org for the Play On Foundation. And lend your voice in bringing awareness to the neurological research for brain aneurysm detection and prevention. My name's Chavi. See you next time on the Two Degrees Podcast.